0: Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote.
1: Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers. And the World Series champion Houston Astros simulcast on Stadium thirty two point three one thirty three on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111 on this Friday. Championship weekend Friday. And certainly if you have any thoughts or predictions or analysis that none of us have heard or maybe we haven't quite thought enough about or a reason why you think one team's going to win over the other, we would love to hear from you today. We will, the plan anyways, to talk to Nick Fontenot about the Pelicans and I'm sure the Saints situation as well. And then we are going to also have UL softball coach Jerry Glasgow in the 10 o'clock hour. Other than those two interview times, the phone lines will be open. Outstanding job by the Cajun men and women's basketball teams last night. I I, I guess I'm going to need to learn. I mean, you know, it's... I remember when the Cajun women went to... They were, they were playing at Southern Miss and at Texas State. Both teams were playing really well at the time. And the Cajuns were kind of... And I'm like, man, I'll take a split. And, and they got a split, but it should have been a sweep. Like they should have won at Southern Miss. They just didn't. And, I, and we talked about it. Told, told Coach Broadhead, need a, will take a split. And they, they didn't just win. They played a team in Georgia Southern last night that was averaging 87 points a game. And limited them to 58, their lowest point total of the season. And won by 10. And uh, very, very impressive. On the men's side, you know, we found out prior to the game last night that Jordan Brown was not playing because of an illness. After the game, it sounds like Coach Marlin, well, it didn't sound like Coach Marlin said he thinks he's going to play tomorrow. So um, it's nothing long-term to worry about. So you didn't really know. You were playing a defensive team in Troy. So you didn't really know, okay, how how was that going to work, not having Jordan? You didn't have a long time to think about it. And uh, it worked pretty well. Like when I tweeted out, Bad news, Jordan Brown's not going to be playing tonight because of an illness. Turned out... It wasn't bad news at all. Because we had seen it before. I mean, there have been games earlier this season where Jordan Brown didn't do a whole lot, but he played. but, But he didn't have, like, a really good game, and the Cajuns won. So... I didn't think the Cajuns would be any like thing, like inept or anything. You just you don't know when you, when you are missing your leading score how it's going to go, especially against a team that's supposed to be lead the best defensive team on paper anyway in the Sunbelt Conference. And folks, it was twenty two to five. Like the Cajuns start that there's Troy second in the conference in three point shooting defense. For this in conference play and for the season. And the Cajuns, you know, boom, 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 boom. Just three-pointer, three-pointer, three. They were six of eight in the first half. So it was um very impressive. Now look, the second half was not pretty basketball. Cadence didn't really play well. Uh, Troy played better but still not well and we thought it would be an ugly game going in and it kind of was especially in the second half. but it doesn't matter. I mean this this is not like you know gymnastics like you're trying to get a nine point eight or whatever or ten. It, it, the style points mean nothing, especially when you're playing without your leading score. You just want to win and uh man, it was great to see Kobe Julian. Come off the bench and play well. And Greg Williams, I, I just I just can't say enough about what Greg Williams has done and how consistent he's been and how he just seems to be able to get it done when he needs to get it done. So, wow. Impressive victory. ULM, talk about impressive. I ULM was on four, starting a four-game stretch, and I'm like, I think UL, ULM is going 0-4 in this stretch. They were all on the road against good teams. And so far they've won two of them. They won at Marshall last night. And so things are really looking up. You know, I was like, man, this could be a really exciting basketball season. The men are picked to win the conference. The women are picked third. I wouldn't shock me if the women finished even higher. Well, right around Christmas, New Year's, it was, you know, the Cajuns started out 0-2. The women were struggling to score and not looking good at all. Defensive, I mean, offensively, and you're like, oh, this season may not turn out to be like we thought. Well, right now, it's starting to look like Pensacola is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of hope, anyway. Come time for the Sun Belt Conference in Pensacola. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello.
2: Morning, Dad. What? Good morning, sir. Listen, I was
1: calling this morning. I want your opinion on
2: something, buddy. Okay. Okay, and then I'm going to give you my opinion after you give me yours. So you
1: think this this quarterback uh, Lamar Jackson deserves the money that he's asking for well the word deserves is uh is a tricky word in sports does he deserve it more than Deshaun Watson yeah but again how much money you get is not based necessarily on your skill level it's based on okay if you're the if you're the Ravens what is what is your other option going to be like? What look at all the teams searching for a starting quarterback right now. That that list is pretty long right now. And gotcha. if you don't sign him, what do you, what is your next option? Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so this is my opinion. Okay,
2: and I'm going to give you two examples. Okay, I'm going to give you the two examples: uh, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Okay. Okay. Look what they have done so far since they got to the league, okay? All right? And let's look at what type of quarterback that, that Lamar Jackson is. Lamar Jackson is a scrambler. That's what he is, okay? Now, he's mm-hmm. not going to sit back in the pocket and drop back and, 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 and pass it like either Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, Josh Allen and, and Joe Burrow, if they get in trouble, they, they can run and get out of the, you know, escape the pocket, create them a little bit more time, you know? Uh, you know, but I'm, the, you know, me first, what have you done for me? You know, and in my opinion, um, I think, you know, he, he, cause I know he's trying to ask for the uh, Joe Burrow money, you know, and the, and the Josh Allen kind of money.
1: But look, uh, you, that's just- <clears throat> you calling the wrong person because I need Lamar Jackson to stay in Baltimore. Like well, this, is, I'm telling you, if he doesn't, go, he's going to the Falcons. I know I know you don't care as a Cowboy fan. I do not want that cat in the Falcons. So it's like people used to, to make fun of Michael Vick. Oh, he can't throw the football. Like all I know is I can't tackle him. So, I mean, I don't care about all that stuff about Lamar. I, I He can do whatever he wants as long as he stays in, the, in in the AFC. I want him no part of, I want him away from Atlanta. We cannot, but, this I, cannot happen.
2: Right. Now, one more thing before I let you go, if you can give me a, a few more minutes. Uh, I couldn't get on off, uh of victory this morning, but uh, today's Hannah five names is last day. You know, I producer producer extraordinaire, and uh, I just want to get my take on her. You know, two, two and a half years ago when she started it, she had some real, now, she had some real, real, real big shoes to fill in, in, in Louis P. Okay, Louis P., you know, he knocked it out of the book. And I have my doubts about it. I won't lie. I have my doubts. You know, but... The more I listen, the more I listen. The more, she, she did better, you know. And I, I developed a good friend in Hannah five names. You know, she actually, she absolutely. I stood out the park. Did I cry when I found out that she was leaving the show? Yeah, a little bit, maybe. You know, just a little bit. But I'm a big wrestling fan and everything. And they got this wrestler that that her name's Bianca Belair. She calls herself the EST. Okay. So this is what I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give. 10 of 5 names, a new nickname, she's going to be called the the EST-103 because she absolutely, I mean, knocked it out the park. You know, she's the smartest, you know, the coolest, the fairest, and the happiest, you know. And I wish her nothing but the best going, you know, forward in this new gig. You know, and hopefully she, she pops in from time to time, and uh, that's all I had, buddy. All right, and, thanks, uh, I, th- thanks so for the
1: call. And she she was listening, so she heard all of that. Man, you're bringing guys to tears.
3: I mean, it's what I do.
1: Unbelievable. Sneaky. But no, but, I just call her sneaky.
3: <laughs> but no, if you're is as an MR, you probably are. Thank you very much. I I... We'll probably make cameos here and there. I might ask the guys I can come and sit down with them and talk for a minute. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. If I can.
1: Oh, I'm sure when the Mariners beat the Astros oh, we're yeah. gonna see her face. <laughs> she'll she'll throw her face in here and start trying to um but 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 she won't understand it's a uh, hammock. It's a
3: hammock season, season. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can't get mad at me when yeah. I'm so hyped up my mariners winning. Yeah. But yes. Thank you very much, Martin. All
1: right. All right, one more. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello.
4: Hey, good morning, uh, Foot. How's it going, man?
1: Good morning, sir.
4: Good, man. I, uh, I heard you, you know, coming in talking a little bit about some, um, you know, college basketball stuff. I'm uh, One of uh, you know, old school guys, and I know you, one of us. I was uh, happy to see that uh, Alonzo Allen was in the house last night. Did you get a Did you get a glimpse?
1: I I did not. You know, he you know, he lived here for a long time. Is he still living in Lafayette?
4: Look, I, I don't have any idea. I just know. Uh, Coach Marlin posted a picture of him, and uh, you know, in the in the in the gym last night, and man, I was good to see. You know, a- old absolutely. Guys.
1: You know, his daughter played basketball. I don't remember how many years now the years go together, but at Como High years ago, and I got a chance to talk to him a few times because of that, and I haven't seen him in a while. No, I, I did not. I missed that.
4: Yeah, that was that was good. You know, and it brings up a, a point. You know, we uh, we traveled over to um, Lake Charles and had to play barb i'm not going to get into how that went but we uh you know barb doesn't have a gym right now and we uh played in uh facility over there and you know seeing alonzo allen and uh getting to visit that facility um and seeing how intimate it is it still holds 4500 to 5000 people man it just reminds me how nice it would be if we could have a similar venue so that we could uh you know get a packed house easily and still have enough room for people it just it brings back the old days you know rem- reminds me of the old days in blackham what do you think about that
1: well again i i don't think it's gonna happen but i i certainly get your point and a lot of people agree with you no 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 question there
4: yeah well look man uh i, I just you know i just like to see that one day you know, Troy. Uh, you know, when we went to Troy one year to cover a football game, we got to see the grand opening of their facility, and it's very nice. So kind of hope that happens. Uh, I'm going to give us, uh, us a cheap plug while I got you right here. The uh, Mighty Lions is going to be at home tonight against Sulphur. If we got some Lion fans, some alumni, some students that may be listening in, they should be in class. Hope to see you all tonight.
5: Uh, Thanks for covering uh, all that
4: stuff. Uh, uh, Floyd, have a good day. All buddy. righty.
1: Thank you very much. And I'll say to Lafayette High and just about any school, if you hold a basketball game, please report your box score. It's kind of a pet peeve of mine of late. It used to be all the time. I'm kind of nostalgic for many of you. All right. That'll, we'll take a timeout. Come back. Nick Fontenot on the other side.
0: This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Here on Footnotes, you may not always exactly hear what you want to hear, but you will hear what you need. And, of course, I got all these,
1: oh, you're an idiot. You know, what kind of safe fan are you? Look, I'm not telling you what I want to happen. I'm telling you what's going to happen, what more than likely is going to happen.
0: Back to more of the sports talk you need to listen to with footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. We have with us our good friend Nick Fontano. How are you, sir? What's going on, Kevin? I mean, there's a word that you know, depending on this, depending on the, the subject or the issue or the circumstance we're going to be in. That I've never been real good at in most circumstances, and that's patience. Like <laughs> you are. I, I, I was thinking about you because obviously you're 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 into the Pelicans, you're into the Saints, and man, patience. It's like, whew, it's been rough, huh?
6: Yeah, your you, our conversation last week kind of made me think about a few things about how being a fan of the Saints and being a fan of the Pelicans, how they're related, how they're different, and so it's been it's been therapeutic for me to that's kind of talk to you because you have always had a unique way of looking at things and it kind of helps me uh, look at things a little bit more unique too. But yes, this is uh this has been a season that's really tested my patience as far as the Pelicans go. And um, it seems like it's only going to get worse.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I, I think better days are ahead. That's the good thing. There's hope. It's just that they started out with such a splash and you're like, Oh man, this is incredible. And then, and then it's no. Let's back up. We're gonna have all these injuries, and you're gonna have to be really patient and lose to all these bad teams. And um, so, what? Just seeing Brand Ingram on the floor, even though you lost to the Timberwolves, what was your feeling after that game? Did it at least was it a, at least you know give you hope and a really good consolation prize or no?
6: Man, that's really tough to say. I mean, I was excited to see him. Uh, he brought uh, a little dose of energy that the team needed, but he was bad. And I guess that's expected since he's been out so long, but he just he just didn't look good. And so I think it's going to take him a little while to get going. It did give you a glimmer of hope, but the team looked bad. I mean, they didn't they didn't play very well. And uh, I don't think Willie Green had his best night coaching. It, it was just a really poor performance. And it was kinda it was kinda disappointing, being that it was Ingram's first game back and you expected him to play a little bit more motivated, but I think they've just they've lost all the momentum they had from the beginning of the season and I don't know if Brandon Ingram is enough to bring it back.
1: Now, I could see as a shooter where Brandon Ingram would be but it's it, it, it is it does it also seem like Herb Jones is a little rusty coming back?
6: Herb Jones is not only rusty, he's regressed tremendously. I mean he's his offensive game is non-existent, and on defense, where he's supposed to uh, be be the star, he's supposed to be a first-team All-NBA defense guy. I mean, that's what we were kind of thinking, and his rookie year suggested that that was going to be the case. And he's just not that. I mean, he's got he's got guys going for thirty and forty on him on a nightly basis. And so, if you're not going to give us anything offensively, which he hasn't been doing, his jump shot's bad. His his dribble drive looks bad. The defense is not even respecting him on the court. He's just out there. So if you're not going to give me anything offensively, you got to at least shut down the other team's best player. And he's not even doing that. So yeah, he's been a real disappointment this year. Because I mean, he was my favorite player last year. He was becoming my favorite player on the team. I I really loved him and, and was expecting high things. And now uh, he, he's regressed tremendously. And I think I think that's uh, one of the big reasons why the team has regressed. since the the big two. Got injured, but Herb hasn't really been uh, holding up his own spot.
1: So, I mean, is it uh, you know slowed by the injury? I mean, how do you explain defense fluctuating that much? That's hard to explain.
6: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain what's happened to Herb Jones. Uh, he he was he was first team All NBA last year. And he was the guy that you could put on the other team's best player and expect him to shut him down. You know, a guy maybe averaging. Uh, 26, 28 a game when he played against the Pelicans was averaging 20. So, I mean, that's a big eight points. Now that guy's coming in averaging 25 a game and he's scoring 30 on Herb. So it's it's gone the complete opposite direction. And, and, and like I just said, you know, he, he's not expected to give us anything offensively. He had a really good jump shot last year. He was giving you 10, 12 points a game. But right now that's, that's just gone. I don't know what in the world happened in the offseason, but he's definitely taking a step back from where I thought he would be this year. All
1: right. So the the good news is the bad news is what you've lost six in a row. It's it's been a it's been a real struggle for the last month or so. But the good news is it's not like you've fallen all the way to eighth or ninth, although you're not that far from eighth or ninth anymore. But your seed is still not bad. So if you pick it up, um, you know, you could still easily finish in the top three.
6: Yeah, you're right. But, you know, Kevin, this is very similar to what happened with the Saints last year where we were talking about, hey, you're right there. You know, there were four and five, and they were, you know, four and six, and the, the Buccaneers were never pulling away, and so you were right there. But you had to win some games. Like, we were talking about, well, the Saints are alive for the playoffs, so we never gave up. But they had to win some games, and they never won games. And so the Pelicans are the exact same boat. Yes, they're right there. They're in the top four. You want them to get that top four so they can have that home seed. You don't want to get anywhere near 6, 7, and 8 where you're having to worry about that play-in. And they had a huge cushion. They've lost the entire cushion. So you're right. Everything's in front of them, but they have to start winning some games. And I don't know if they have to make a change, if they have to make a trade. Something has to happen to shake because if we're waiting for Zion Williamson to come back, I got a feeling we're a couple, two, three weeks away from from him coming back and if he's going to come back to save the day and that's the only way the Pelicans get back on track something has to happen before then like you have to stop the bleeding and they they haven't done enough to do that so while you're right in what you say it's looking good and there is hope we got to win a few games here losing six in a row and 9 of 12 and not really looking really good on the floor is not really giving me much hope because while you're right I just want to get it. I want to win a game. Oh I yeah, have to win! Get a w. I know. I get it's it. It's been a while since I've seen
1: that. Right, wins are very therapeutic. Now you mentioned trade, but if they were to make a trade, like what do they really need? I mean, I, they just need to. It seems like they just need the players they have to play better and to play. Like m- besides that, w- what would you trade for?
6: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, it, that's what I've been saying all season. Like this team is is deep. They have. Good players, and and if the team the team is constructed now it's ready to win. So when you when you say those things and you believe those things, then yeah, you don't need to make a trade. But I mean, we talked about it already. Zion's always hurt, and and, and Brandon Ingram got hurt for almost thirty games this year. So when when you're so dependent on those two guys, it feels like you might need more. You might need another guy that can come in and really really carry the load because we've been asking the CJ to do so much. And and he's not that guy. He's not the guy to to carry the load. And so while he can beat a, a really bad team, you need somebody that maybe if one of those guys is hurt, if we're going to be expecting Zion to miss a handful of games every year, we we can't just sit there and and just say, well, if Zion's out, we're going to lose six in a row and, and lose all these games. So I don't know what they need. I mean, I've heard a bunch of names thrown about. None of them really excite me. I don't know. We have a lot of draft capital that we can move, but. You know, I don't know if David Griffin's going to be as aggressive as I'd like him to be. So I don't know the exact player I'm looking for. I don't even know the exact position I'm looking for. But something to give us a spark so that we can not go through these stretches where we're losing so many games when Zion Williamson is out.
1: Well, I say look on the bright side. The Celtics have lost three games this week.
6: <laughs> they got a beat by the you. magic.
1: <laughs> you know, the Celtics are like Aaron Rodgers. They go to Florida and they can't win a game. <laughs> you got to admit that's yeah, funny, that's pretty, but um, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. Uh, all right, so have you thought about why we're drawing c- comparisons between the Saints and the Pelicans? Like, what could anybody do on the Pelicans team that would be the equivalent of doing what Mark Ingram did in Tampa?
6: <laughs> I guess, I guess. Zion Williamson being all by himself under the goal and, and missing a dunk, like I, I, you know, that would that would be about it. Now that was, yeah, it's 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 one of those plays that I, I, we'll probably think about for for a decade uh, about how if he just gets that one yard, you know, the, the Saints win the division. It's it's very painful to look at. I I see I see the video sometimes on Twitter just randomly, and I just I kind of scroll past it because. It's very it's very painful to think that, you know, the Saints could have maybe won the division this year you, if he you, makes that play. That, that,
1: this was before your time, so I don't know if you've ever seen the replay, but when, when Earl Campbell came to the Saints, he had this, and I don't even remember who it was against, but he was running the ball down the middle of the field, and he, it was no one between him and the goal line, and he fumbled the ball and kicked it out the back of the end zone. That is worse than what Mark Ingram did because you know he wasn't trying to drop the ball and kick it out the back of the end zone. It just happened, and so you don't ever see that. But at least it wasn't intentional, like what Mark Ingram did. It would be like when Earl Campbell was running, and then he decided, you know what, I- I- I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna run out of bounds at the one yard line, not because he was trying to run the clock, just because he was in inept. Like. That's even worse than what Mark Ingram did.
6: But Kevin, don't you put some of the blame after? Okay, yes, I, I put a lot of the blame on Ingram. But after that, they throw the fade to Callaway. Like that's just awful. And they they brought the guy who called that play. They said that that was a good enough call to bring him back for a second year. Like that's that's what's happening with this team right now. I it's ugh. well uh, what you know. be, because of our
1: finesse. Dump truck running back? That's who you wanted to give it to? You think he was going to get a yard? Maybe maybe sneak? I don't know. Something. Not, not a fade to Callaway who hasn't caught a pass all what, year. Well, we're going to sneak think. it with crawfish? Crawfish goes backwards. Crawfish. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> all right, so enough Saints frustration. Um, you sound a little too negative about the Pelicans. You, you need to... You need to um do you remember the sick feeling you had as a Braves fan when Acuña got hurt? What yep. happened at the end yep. of that season?
6: They they won the World Series that year.
1: Yeah. You need you need you you, you you're not even a doll star break. I I'm sensing you're a little too negative. We need to do something about that.
6: I'm definitely feeling really bad about the Pelicans right now. Yeah. It's been and it, it, this is a quick turnaround for me because just 2 weeks ago I was flying high and thinking that we're good we we're, we're going to win a few games and, uh, get the two get the two big two guys back and everybody's going to be fine and it just it doesn't feel that way anymore I I just need a win they they have to they have to beat the wizards it's just it's well that's one of their last I mean, 3 it.
1: wins was the wizards wasn't it I think they yes. beaten the Wizards, the Pistons, who, by the way, did beat the Nets last night. So that might make you feel a little bit better. And uh, and the Rockets.
6: If we string together a few wins, if we get to ten or eleven losses in a row, I mean, you're losing everything. You're losing the seed. You're losing all your spots in the standings. It's it's not really good right now. And uh, you know, a lot of Pelicans fans are remaining positive, and I'm I'm just not that guy.
1: <laughs> by the way, we appreciate you. Um. Um. Nurturing Dana Brown, who is now the Astros GM. So thank you very much for that.
6: Yeah, do do well with him because he did right by us.
1: Yes, yeah. I, I, I hope. I think it's good because it, the Braves and the Astros are winning with very similar formulas right now. So that 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 makes a lot of sense.
6: Look, keep. You know, I heard I heard I heard somebody say about Dana Brown that he's a universally accepted hire. Like nobody is upset about the hire. You rarely see that in sports. So.
1: Uh, uh, another another great job by the Astros owner. I mean, he he looks a little on the shady side, but he just keeps seeming to make good decisions after good decisions. So I'm I'm kind of I'm going to stop questioning that cat. Look, I need I need you to be more optimistic by next week. Uh,
6: give me give me a
0: W or two, and, and I'll be I'll be a lot
1: better. Uh, uh, all right, all right. Thanks, Nick. Hang in there. This
0: is footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then footnotes is the show for you. Time for more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: I love that song. I might have to listen to the whole thing. I I need that. Nick doesn't know it, but he needs it too. Slow down, you crazy child. All right. Welcome back to Footnotes. Again, the game hotline 706 0111. 706 0111. If you would like to get in, discuss the Pelicans. Discuss Cajun basketball. Great victory last night over Troy. And uh the women go on the road and stifle. Isn't that a great word? Stifle for for us all in the family fans from many years ago. Stifle it, Edith. I love that word. Stifle. I love great words. Um So the Cajuns m- women did outstanding, holding a team average in 87 points a game to 58. Sean Payton, Casper the Quitter, yesterday interviewed with Arizona. And like, what can we do? What can we do to make it happen? Because remember, a year ago, that was my prediction. My prediction was he's going to end up in Arizona. And then as the season played out, I'm like, oh, it's not looking too good. Like, I think we need to do the geography thing. It can't be that far from Phoenix to L.A. I don't know how far that is, but it's not far. I mean, you could probably drive from Phoenix to L.A. without wasting even half your day. Like, it can't be that far. Plus, I heard Casper really likes to play golf. I think they got a few good golf courses in Arizona. Like, outstanding golf courses in Arizona. We need to make this happen. What do we have to do to make this? Forget about Bidwell.
3: Phoenix to Los Angeles is a five-and-a-half-hour drive. Oh, it's is that far? I didn't know it was that far. 372 miles. But I mean, it's it's not Yeah, but cross he can country. fly there. Yeah, he's got it, yeah. We need to make it happen. It's clo- It's got to be closer
1: than Denver, huh? Yeah. And he looks good in red. Just tell him. I mean, we- whatever it takes, we got to make this happen. Go- going back to that patience theme I was talking to Nick about. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Morning. Good morning.
5: Okay, tell me this. If, if you- Peyton would go to Arizona, would you, if that, that would happen for you, and then Lamar would go to Atlanta, would you? take that? Oh. Oh, uh-huh. here Come we go. On, here gift? we go
1: with one of these impossible questions. No, uh-huh. I'd have to say I'd have to say no. I'd okay. have to decline. Oh, I do not want look, I did the Michael Vick thing. I do not want to have to tackle Lamar Jackson. No. Okay. Well then you're not
5: going to get to wish uh, that's what happened. Oh. You, you that. Well, that's oh, Kevin, you got a gift to gift to, to, to get something back. Well, yeah, but why those two? Why can't I have
1: both? Why can't no, they be well, mutually exclusive? Those two issues, Kevin, you can't have
5: the pioneer oh. and so the Don't
7: work
5: that way. But boy, we got the pioneer last night at the Cajun home, didn't we? Got what? We we had the pot and we ate it at the Cajun home last night.
1: Man, that was um, that that was really nice. I mean, I you know, again, I, I was hoping they I, – I thought they could win, but I didn't think they'd win from wire to wire without Jordan.
5: That shows chemistry on the team when the best player goes out and all the other players stepped up big time. That showed a lot of character on that team, Kevin. Yes. And Kobe and Kobe to have the game like he did, but you know, that's only well for us going forward.
1: I I can't tell. Ju- I can't judge distance too good where they got me behind the goal where I can't see a quarter of the court. But that last three pointer he hit, that was like Bolamar range. I think. Like how far was that? He was close to the logo, wasn't
5: he? He was acting like that girl from, uh, from Iowa and from Wisconsin. That girl. He was acting like her right there. You're right. It was far. Man. But look, Kevin, look, I, w- I was watching the internet at uh, ULM Marshall. Marshall has a team won in regulation, and, and they had really won on the first overtime. They had their best player at the line, shooting two free throws with about eight seconds up, up by two points. He clanked them both. And I think the 80% free throw shooter have clanked them both. ULM went down tired, and they beat him in the second of the time. Unbelievable. three King short. King I love you today, buddy. He did a fabulous job. And that right there, that loss right there to
1: Marshall—that you don't know, how, that was how big that was, first Kevin. That was, you know, look. They—I thought they were going zero and four. They won two of them. That was a really nice win. Because the thing about Marshall is they've played more home games than road games, and I mean the cages are really sitting pretty right now. And that doesn't mean they're going to win when they get to Pensacola. But you got to really like their chances of finishing first in the league right now in the regular season, anyway.
5: Yeah. We sure do, but uh, like I said, going back to what that game was, I that right there showed me some big-time some, uh, some character on that team. They win this stuff. Kevin, at uh, the beginning of the game, you know what they've been doing? They've been blitzing teams at the beginning of the game. Like, we are jumping off to like yes. uh, uh, the uh, uh, first, first media timeout. They've done four or five games so far this year, and when, when they come out like that, man, there's no stopping these guys. And no, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, of course, they can do that every game; they're going to win. But man, they, 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 they do that a lot. And I don't know what Maryland's doing because was used to be all buggable at the beginning of the season. And last year, we we never saw that I was good. We're always behind. The boys sure changed this year. They uh, have
1: they have eight games this year that they've never trailed. In three of the last five, they never trailed. Yeah, it, it, it's it's, it's 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 very encouraging. I appreciate okay, the call, it, my man. It, 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 it,
5: just go back and think about Lamar, Sean Payne in Arizona. See which one you want, Kevin. Have oh, a
1: good
3: one. how would you answer that question, Dawson? I'm not as worried about the coach. I'm. I don't want to deal with the quarterback.
1: So you. So you're. You, you're with me on. The, we got to yeah. get Lamar Jackson out of Atlanta.
3: Yeah. Let's let Desmond Ritter looks fine. He, he can, I think he's, he's a guy. good young quarterback. I do, yeah. Desmond I do Ritter. think he has potential. I,
1: I, think the, I think the Falcons need to look way deeper into him being their future quarterback. I, 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 I agree. All right. Time for a timeout. We'll be back.
0: This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros
1: game is throwing far more at you than cheap plastic beads for Mardi Gras. That's right. You could score a $500 Visa gift card. Just download the game mobile app, open the app, and click on the Mardi Gras Moolah tab, and you're on your way to winning a $500 Visa gift card. It's the game's Mardi Gras Moolah sweepstakes. Download the app, win money. It's just that simple, and it's all from the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU sports update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back to footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game has. What I want to know is, has the FedEx man ever heard? He's in South Louisiana. He's got some French roots. Got to. Isn't that with the whole have my cake and eat it too? Isn't that a Marie Antoinette thing? Isn't that the the? Isn't not that, that come from France? I think it does, the the whole have my cake and eat it too. Like FedEx, man, he should know that. Like why doesn't he understand that that's a, that's a, a reasonable concept? You have your cake and you eat it too. Come on, FedEx, man. The man is making me decide between why can't I have both? I want both. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello.
8: Morning, foot. how's it going?
1: What is FedEx Man doing to me?
8: Uh but I I can't answer that one. I don't know. I'm still laughing about that thing. I I I believe the film. I've trying to figure it out
9: myself. I was over you with a bit displayed.
1: Well, look, I, I as much as I want the first-round draft pick this year, and I don't even know. I mean, it's not so much a first. Just the, as much as I want to end the whole Casper saga, I, 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 I'll I have to wait if if it means Lamar Jackson is going to Atlanta. We can't have that. I just can't do that. I can't do the Michael Vick thing all over again. I cannot do that.
8: Well, you got three things. You got them two, and you got the Mark Ingram thing. Mm. So, hey. It is what it is, but I told you, you got to take it one day at a time. You got to find something to occupy your time and not think about that stuff, but you're letting it get to you, but right now it's vacation. You're supposed to be enjoying before baseball season starts. Y'all be in the.
1: Well, we got to, again, we got to take care of this stuff. I got to get Casper somewhere. Got to make sure Lamar goes to Baltimore and then I can relax. I can't even get in the hammock yet, especially now that FedEx man told me I can't have my cake and eat it too
5: but it's
8: going to be what it's going to be. We don't know nothing yet, but that's why I just sit back, relax until we hear stuff. You worrying for no reason, but I really think you're worrying about it everything for no reason. I think when it's all said and done, you're going to be like, "Why did I worry?" I have never you know been in,
1: I've never been in Arizona. I don't know if you have Paul, but I hear the weather's great. They've got all these great golf courses like we need to be like <laughs> tourist directors and get Casper to understand all this.
8: But I don't want Casper to NFC let him go to the
1: AFC. I don't want him in oh, the AFC. I'm okay if he's in. He's two time zones away. Nah, I just don't want him in the AFC. Are they mountain time or, or Pacific time yeah. in Phoenix? They might uh, be mountain uh, time.
8: No, and then he go. that's a good team over there. He's going to have it there, eat the cake. You don't have to be on No. He, he quit. Let him start <laughs> from scratch. He You know, he he, he redid the Saints justice from scratch. And i ain't going to say really from scratch because Hassler didn't. Hassler left some good pieces there. So let him build what he have to build. You want to follow old um, Parcells? Let's see what he made of. That's all I want to do. Let's see what, see what you made of. Quit. So it's what it is. I hate to be sour grapes about it, but don't want to come back home, so it is what it is. We have to cut our uh, looking for court with him. <laughs>
1: the Saints clinched their first-ever division title. Of course, they should have won one, um, you know, in 88 if, if stupid Fred Silva hadn't <laughs> cheated. But uh, they clinched their first-ever division title in Phoenix against the Cardinals. So, I mean, to me, that tells me that Casper should go to Arizona to coach. I don't know what it tells you, but that's what it tells uh, no, me.
8: Uh, we don't want to help him out. We want to help ourselves out. That's but first, I definitely called for a reason. I changed the subject. I got a, I got a phone call from Martin last night, and I heard Miss Hannah leaving us, man. What the heck? you ran <laughs> yeah. her blood pressure up.
1: Yeah. She'll be – she's not going far. Don't worry. She's not going to Phoenix. She, she'll be around here and there.
8: <laughs> yeah, but it's not the same of her. You know, when we call, we hear Miss Hannah. She brightens up your day. You know, she's like the, the rising sun. Just I, I, the
1: I understand. I understand. But uh, well, Dawson's doing a great job already. Let we'll, 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 you let
8: n- her know I'm upset with her about that. Her name is Phil Noodles. Okay. <laughs> but, but look, I know that's going to make you happy. My Knicks won. we be one game better than them Pelly. I want to put that out there, so that to me that means we better than the belly uh, Well,
1: I appreciate you beating the Celtics, yes, sir.
8: Yeah, them little leprechauns tried to cheat us last night.
1: Oh yeah, they've been doing that for 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 sixty years.
8: Man, they tried everything they could to cheat us to lose that game, man. And look, and me and Ronnie was Texas. I didn't really take too much because I didn't want them to be jinxed. You know, I he understand. To jinx whatever, I mean, him Texas. You know. But we pull that game out, so that's a good thing. I feel you feel good about that. And last but not least, but I do want to compliment old Kyra and Lamar. You know, he made some good points on that, so I agree with that. But he, if you don't want him in the lineup, he might not be a great thrower of the ball, but he's still a threat. Still a threat because of his legs. Want
1: want no part. The man needs to stay in Baltimore.
8: Okay. I don't care where you go. I just
1: don't want him in my division. No, I'm I'm, I'm with you there. All right. Well, yeah. thank thank you for I beating the Celtics.
0: Right.
1: Appreciate it. Oh man, I don't know. You know, because I'd kind
3: of given up, and then he interviewed yesterday. Do you think it has a chance? Am I fooling myself? Does it have a chance of it happening? I think seven hours. What were they doing? Unless he played a whole two rounds of golf. I mean, what was? he Oh, talking I didn't hear. About? I heard it was a good interview. I didn't hear it was seven hours. That's yeah. Reports where he was there basically all day. Well, they probably have a golf course
1: next to there. He's probably maybe playing nine in between the interview. Maybe he'll play
3: golf the whole season, and wherever he goes, they won't yeah, do anything. He
1: loves the weather. I, 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 I think he. I think. I think we need to ex- explain to Casper how good the weather there is, how many good courses there are, how close to L.A. it is. He's got a good running back if they keep don't trade Hopkins. He's got an elite receiver, he's got a young quarterback who he can mold. We need to sell this. I mean, I I you know, I I think he'll look fine in red. I don't know that I've ever seen him in red, but I think he'll look fine in red. And again, I've never really hated the Cardinals. Now, you know, the, the Max Hall game was about as frustrating a football game as there's ever been, but that was the Saints' own stupid fault. I mean, i I've never really – the Cardinals have never really done much to us. I think the first time the Saints ever scored 50 points in a game, they beat the Cardinals 51-42. Billy Kilmer threw like seven touchdown passes. So I like the Cardinals. I'm, I'm good with the Cardinals. Bobby Scott played well against the Cardinals one year. <laughs> Bobby Scott. Oh, we just need that to happen. FedEx, man, FedEx, man. I used to like FedEx, man. That's it for the first hour. Another hour to follow. Stay tuned.
0: Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin
3: Foote.
1: Welcome. Back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home for the LSU Tigers and World Series champion, Houston Astros simulcast. On Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline, 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to get in, try to – um. If you have any good sales pitches to Casper on why he needs to go to the Arizona Cardinals and be their next head coach, we'd certainly love to hear it. I, um, It seems like every day I read a different story because it, it's kind of like it makes so much sense that every once in a while a new reporter or a new writer says, you know what, that's what's going to happen. I read another one yesterday. If Lamar Jackson does not resign with Baltimore, he's going to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm like, we already knew that. Like, we already know that. Like, stop telling me. I'm trying to not be angry like Nick, not be upset like Nick. So we're trying to get past that. Billy Packer, I, I was going to mention that last hour, but FedEx man got me all upset. Um I, I try not to for those of you who don't know who Billy Packer was, he was a college basketball announcer for decades. And I can remember being a kid in the seventies and they 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 had a three man crew. Like you don't see that for basketball. I guess they do it some in basketball for the big games. But they had Billy Packer. Well, this is more late seventies, probably more eighties. Um because McGuire was he won the national championship at Marquette in 77 with Butch Bo Ellis and Butch Lee, 30, 31 and 15. And um, But they, Al McGuire, Dick Inberg, and Billy Packer. And Billy Packer was the guy who was a little, little bit of a curmudgeon, a little more of the, uh, you know, in my day they did it this way. Why are they doing it this way? A little bit more of like a – Disagreeable, but uh, it worked. You know, um, Al McGuire was zany. Dick Enberg was great, and, and and I try not to be. In my day, it was way all you know, always better back then than it is now. I don't, th- I you know, I don't think I'm not like that on everything. In basketball, though, there is no argument. I mean, basketball in the '80s, NBA wise, and co- especially college basketball wise. It will never be duplicated again. I'm sorry for you younger people who love basketball, like you might love the NBA or you might love college basketball. Just trust me on this one. It will never be as good as it was in the 80s. The 80s was the best basketball decade ever at both levels, and it will never be duplicated. You can try. It's not going to happen. And it's just not going to happen. So what announcers – what I'm trying to, like, are there announcers now that 20 years from now people are going to be talking about like they're great, like like the younger kids missed out on? I, I don't really, some people hate announcers. I don't really, there are very few that I hate, very few that sway me one way or the other. I would never listen to a game because of an announcer or not listen, now that Randy Cross doesn't do games or not listen to games. What do you
3: think? I would say Jim Nance is a guy that could be in that conversation.
1: There's no question he's really good. Uh, I think he's Dick Inberg, like Dick Inberg. I don't know. He just seems so. But I guess Jim. I guess Jim Nance is probably the Dick Inberg of this era. So I, I, I'm, I'm. I could. I could go with that. Jim Nance is really good. I don't know. I just. I'm not saying Billy Packers at that level. I'm just saying the announcers that that they just seem so much better back then, like Merlin Olsen and Dick Enberg. It just seems so much better than they, than what we've got now. But anyway, uh, I I, um, I just like to when people like that die give a little story perspective. I you know I didn't always agree with him. I thought he was a little too negative sometimes. But uh, no, certainly an iconic uh, group there watching. College basketball in that era. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello.
10: Hey Kev, how you doing today?
1: Oh, I was doing okay and then FedEx go man's got me all upset.
10: <laughs> well, listen, would you uh, make I'm, that I'm, deal? I'm, I put a call into the Arizona Tourist Commission. Yeah. And they're sending Sean a welcome basket today. Yes. So um, it's going to include a brand new set of uh, whatever kind of golf clubs he wants. Yes. Uh, unlimited memberships to all the uh, golf courses. Um, I saw JJ Watt's uh, tweet yesterday about how fantastic the weather is in the oh. winter in Arizona.
0: Tremendous. Um,
10: and he, yeah, I mean, so just it's just a lot of a lot of positives coming. In. And, and honestly, I, look. I don't know if you, you know, yeah, the meeting was seven hours, and they also showed when they left the meeting, and he and Bidwell left together, and they, they left in Bidwell's car. So, I mean, if, if your interview doesn't go well, you're not going to probably ride back with the owner um, of the team, you know. So, I think it's a done deal. I think the Cardinals. Done deal. This man's talking oh, I think done deal. I think, a, I think it's a done deal, brother. I think the only thing now that, that's going to, be the final thing is what the Saints agree to for compensation. The only person that can kill this at this point is is Mickey Loomis if he gets too greedy, because uh, he's not getting the number three pick. That that's not happening.
1: No, that's not happening. But I would take like two number twos or and a three.
10: Well, well, and, and and I saw you know a couple of Arizona B riders float around. You know the the the, the, 20, the, the two this year, which would be a, a really high two. So I mean that's a it's really good a one, pick. yeah. And if you really wanted to, you could take your second and that second, and probably move into the l- lower end of the first. It, but I, I don't think you should. But I'm just saying you could. No,
1: but what about uh, next year's first round pick?
10: 2024 is what I heard. 2024 first rounder and and the, and the second rounder this year is. Oh, I'd I, I, I done. I'd it, take it. Done I, deal. Yeah, I'd it's take done. it.
1: Done. Now, oh, yeah, now, w- would you do that? W- what would you? What would your answer to FedEx Man's question be?
10: Well, I missed the question, I'll be honest. Okay, the yeah, question is,
1: if you were told Sean Payton, Casper to quit, is going to take the Arizona job, but only if Lamar Jackson is the next quarterback oh. of the Atlanta Falcons.
10: <laughs> look, look at this point, uh, Kevin, we, 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 we've been lucky that we, I guess, well, you know, we didn't get an elite Tom Brady. We should have beat him uh, worse than we did. We've been kind of lucky not to have to face a lot of good quarterbacks. Let's not lose focus, Ralph.
1: Ralph, you're losing focus. We cannot have Lamar Jackson. Do you remember the Michael Vig days? I used to hear all these people talk about how he can't pass the ball, and I hate left-handed short quarterbacks. Hate them. But that cat would beat us almost every time we played. We could not tackle him. And if it was late and we had a lead, he would throw boom, 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 touchdown.
10: But – the other, the flip side of that is, it could still happen even if you don't get Sean Payton traded. So I'd rather have, you know, I heard you talking about the cake and eat it too. Look, give me at least one piece of that cake, and I could take a bite. And maybe I can't eat the whole the whole cake, but look, I you know, he's gonna go where he wants to go. He can't stop that, but we can. Oh, we can help. The man gave me an ultimatum.
1: I, was I right about that? Wasn't that a Marie Antoinette thing?
10: No, it, it actually, th- 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 I looked it up just to make sure. Marie Antoinette said, let them eat cake. Um, oh, okay. So it's, a, it's an English proverb about not having you cake and eat this. Oh, I'm this sorry. Too, I,
1: all right. Yeah, at, least, at least okay. I wasn't yeah. totally wrong about the cake part. I just misused it. Yeah.
10: No, no, you you still have, it was still a foreign con, you know, still overseas, but yeah. but it, but it's all good. I mean, <laughs> you can't have your, just you know you can't have your, your your king cake and eat it too. Let's just make it you know a, a, a South Louisiana thing. But no, I mean, um, look, I do I do what I want. Lamar Jackson in the division, absolutely no. not. Would no. I would I like to see him? The, the, I wish the Saints could could afford him, but you know, obviously they they can't. But also know that the Atlanta Falcons are generally a poorly run organization that I, I don't think uh, they would. I,
1: I don't get elitist know. on me. Do, just do me this favor, Ralph. If if <laughs> if if the Cheaters defense, which is the best in football, struggles with Jalen Hurts on Sunday, remember, yeah. we do not want Lamar Jackson <laughs> in our division. Just remember that.
10: Okay. Okay. I, I, I I'm look. I'd love to have both things happen too, but I'm just telling you, I think Sean's. I think is going to happen. I think when Dan Quinn pulled his name out of the running, that that kind of sealed the deal. Um, I, I, hope the, right. you know. I hope you're right.
1: I hope you're right. I hope you can uh, say I, I mean, told you the, so next week.
10: Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, you know, so so what if you sit another year out? And, then then you, you don't. You're not guaranteed there's going to be any prime openings next year either. You know, there are always openings, but it's yes. generally no. That's bad true. Teams. You know. No, that, that's true. I mean this. You know, so if you got to, I, I don't know. You know, the only thing I, is that I think they would have to prove to him that Colin Murray has, has he's gotten off the PlayStation and gotten a little bit more serious I, about I, football. Absolutely. You know, because, you know, all right. All yeah. right, thanks for the uh, call.
1: Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello.
7: Yeah, I'm going to go back to uh, the Cowboys slash Alabama slash Celtics slash Red Sox fans.
1: All right.
7: And in the uh, first hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now he kind of took a shot at Lamar, um, saying just a running quarterback. You know, Josh, what, what have you know Josh Allen? I like Josh Allen, but to sit up here and think that Josh Allen doesn't throw picks, doesn't fumble the ball, is it, not a turnover machine. You know, I, I just and look, he got 150 million guaranteed. So at least Lamar should get at least 160, 175, you know, guaranteed. based off what he has done in this league, yes, he's been he's been injured, he's been hurt uh, last couple of seasons. But we see that that team is—he's look, look, valuable to that team, obviously. They, they, you know, they came and score when he's not basically when he's not the quarterback. Um, we can sit up here and talk about, oh, you know, he's a scrambler, he's a running quarterback. Josh Allen runs the ball a lot. Yeah, will it catch up with him, or or just? Oh, I think it
1: just, will catch up with him because he runs the ball too physically. I. You know, I, again, I like Josh drew Bledsoe, Allen, but he,
7: he's a he's a fat to me. And I like Drew Bledsoe. I, I like Drew Bledsoe when I was uh, in the nineties. He's a he's a he's a faster Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe drew a lot of picks. Now, of course, that was a different league. But he's a he's a faster Drew. Well, Bledsoe, right?
1: I, I I don't really think the I, my, my problem if I was a Bills fan, my problem with Josh Allen, you never like picks. My problem with him is he fumbles too much. He's got to stop fumbling. Yeah.
7: That's what I'm saying. But of course, you know, the, the last, that call in the first foul, he, he doesn't see that, you know. Uh, what do I to say? But yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the thing. Now, like you said, man. well, hold on, hold on. So what do what you, Sean Payton? You know, the uh, Panthers, they hired uh, Frank Wright, so he's not going there.
1: No, but I'm talking about Arizona. We're trying to well, get him to Arizona? take the Cardinals' job. Can I get we're trying to get Casper to take the Cardinals' job. Supposedly, he had a seven-hour interview yesterday. Hey,
7: uh, what's his demand? Twenty, twenty-five million a year. He could, he could have talked himself like you know.
1: Well, I don't think he's going to get that, but that you know we don't. I we've never heard that come out of his mouth. That's just what people reported. That don't mean it's true either. Yeah, I
7: understand. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all I have to say, man. But uh, yeah, Billy Packham, man. <laughs> You know who you remind me of? Like I used to like I like Huey Brown. Huey Brown wasn't yes, kind of, you know, like that in a sense. Yes, but because Huey Brown would give you he would type the type that would criticize you at the same time he would give you praises. pack him, man, he, <laughs> he was something. We, he used to have me laughing, man. Yeah, all the stuff he that's all you can do. But um, yeah, um, yeah, you're right, man. The Ravens, the Ravens gonna try to make a deal with him. I'm sorry, the Falcons and the Ravens will negotiate can't 50, we
1: can't we can't have, we can't have that happen jay we gotta and, and stick together too,
7: man. how many running quarterbacks throw 36 touchdown passes in a year
1: look you don't have to it'll sell be- me on lamar i'm with you
7: no I, I, no I just i
1: i get it i understand i, I don't worry about the I, like i told martin you call, talking to the wrong guy we gotta keep lamar in baltimore he's too good they're it'll ruin their franchise but I got to get to a break. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank thank you. We'll take a time out and be back.
0: This is Footnotes on the Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Great news, my sports-loving friend. No more aimlessly searching for sports talk love by swiping left or right. that's because you've already found the perfect match for sports talk love that is I'm ready for love. now back to the only lover you'll ever need the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana's sports station
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. We have with us, we're going to take a little break from our tomfoolery and shenanigans and our wishing well trying to get Casper to Arizona, and we're going to be speaking with UL head softball coach Jerry Glasgow. How are you, sir?
11: I'm doing great, Kevin, doing great. We're busy and getting after it, as you can imagine, but it's really a fun time of year for a softball coach.
1: All right, so here's, I'm sure this has crossed your mind, and you and I have talked enough. First of all, Coach, I cannot believe this is your sixth year. Can you believe that?
11: Yeah, it goes by quick. So I get really, really <laughs> hard mean, to believe that it's been six years.
1: But, but so obviously, you, you know, your plans, you were probably already made it to Oklahoma City and all, but it seems like, Uh, The fit in South Louisiana has been a good one for
11: you. Uh, I love Louisiana, I guess. For me, on the personal level, it's just a fantastic place to live because I love the outdoors. And there's so much public land here and so many avid fishermen and hunters and outdoor sportsmen and... The water it's just a great place and then on the on the professional level the, the softball fans here I don't know where you could go and coach anywhere that the people care more about softball than they do here in Louisiana and then to walk into a, a program that has a history of winning and um, prepared to win like you know when when I got here the players knew how to win and they were prepared to win. So it's been a really good fit, and uh, just blessed to be here.
1: All right. So the thing that kind of concerns me trying to think kind of like I think you're thinking and 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 going into most seasons, and you mentioned at, at the presser on, on Monday, because your schedule is so front-loaded, like – We've all seen it where you make decisions based on the fall and what happens in inter-squad scrimmages in January, and sometimes that's not always perfect. Sometimes somebody, you know, some girls get off to slow starts or vice versa. Like, you mentioned that you have to get it right. I mean, how are you going to – how difficult a process is it going to be to correct it if you get it wrong with the way your schedule is organized?
11: If we get it wrong, we're going to – you know, we definitely will have a, a lot of losses. And, you know, you may get it right and still have losses because this is a formidable schedule and you got great opponents. And we think we can play at that level, we have to prove we can play at that level. But definitely we it's imperative we get it right if at all possible. And it's going to take some coaching intuition and tuition uh, and, you know, a lot of things will go into it because – You've got right now, like our freshmen are playing really at a high level. The freshman class is having outstanding preseason practices, which is fantastic. And then you've got upperclassmen that had, you know, have had great past uh, seasons in the past, but some of them are really struggling and coming back off injuries and this and that. So, you know, well, how, how much emphasis do you put on what they've actually done? in those preseason scrimmages. I mean, we're halfway through right now. We've got three important scrimmages tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Um, Fan day is tomorrow on Saturday. Uh, We scrimmage today, I believe it starts at 4. You know, fans are welcome at any of those. The the doors will be open tonight at 4 if people want to come out and watch. And these scrimmages are going to be six-inch scrimmages. Um, I think we've got 14 batters uh, going against six, seven pitchers and they are these are important but we that we'll get these 3 in then we'll probably get 3 to 4 more in before the first game and i think we've had four so far maybe five um and then you look at the results of those 11 scrimmages it has to mean something you know it, it definitely i there's no chance it won't mean a lot to me but how much does it for instance if i've got a kid that hit 380 last season or 350 last season and You know, she's only hitting 190 in the preseason. How much do I discount that preseason? And how much, you know, do do I go with a freshman that's hitting 340 in the preseason? Knowing that, you know, she may not be a 340 hitter in the season. So all that stuff that you take into account as a coach, but you want it to be super competitive. The one thing you do want is depth, and we've got depth. Um, where we know we're going to have injuries based on our style of play, based on the history of the last couple of years where we've just I feel like we've been snake bit by injuries um, and we win. We're still going to win. Uh, so I think depth is a great thing and part of what makes us successful, part of what makes us competitive. So it's important that we get it right and hopefully the play over the next Three weeks or two weeks. It's 14 days till our first game right now, Um, so hopefully the play in this next two weeks it becomes um, obvious what we need to do. And and there's things we're learning about our ball club, like we're looking really seriously at making this club. You know, I've always put heat best team on the field based on offense, but with our pitching staff looking really good right now, like we're giving some consideration to let's go with our best defensive club. Uh, especially on the, on key positions on the infield and up the middle. And so those things are what we're going to be looking at in these final scrimmages down the stretch.
1: All right, so besides Davis and Center, who I've heard nothing but just rave reviews on, what other freshmen could get some playing time early based on how good they look right now?
11: Uh, without a doubt, Vic Valdez is is really putting on a strong preseason performance in our scrimmages. I think she's hitting 450 right now. She's playing uh, third base extremely well defensively. She's playing catcher extremely well defensively. Um, Kylie Griffith has tremendous power and, and has made tremendous adjustments in her swing from last fall till now and has proven to be a really coachable player that's really you know she's got tremendous ability physical ability you can look at her for two seconds on her uniform and you can see athletic abilities there but then when you see as a coach and you see how coachable she is and how willing she is to receive advice and receive input and try to put it into work that's really really impressive and there's no doubt she's in the mix for starting position right now um Sissy Vasquez is making a really strong run to start at the up the middle at either second base or shortstop. Her defense is uh, probably right now she's playing it at, at a high level, maybe the best defense on the whole team. Uh, and her personality, she's she's just knows how to win. She knows how to play the game quietly but with great intensity and great swagger. On defense, especially, and and then she's improving as on her offensive side. She's made some great improvement, which is really um, encouraging. So all those kids are really standing out. Lauren, Lauren Allred, uh, she's hitting I think at over a 400 clip this spring. Um, left-handed hitter, tremendous power, uh, has a great arm. Can play third base, catcher could play first base. if We put her there, but she's making an impact that we would not have anticipated in September. And you know, definitely, if she continues over this next two weeks, she could her numbers could alone could keep her right in the mix. So I'm telling you, this freshman class is really, really scrambling the the lineups up right now in the coaches' mindset, and could really cause us to. Look different on opening day than what I would have pictured. All right,
1: so what September. that means is that Maddie Hayden and Davis could both be in the outfield.
11: Yeah, very much so. Could be. Maddie Hayden can play anywhere, and we have no better competitor on our ball club than Maddie Hayden. She's extremely competitive and extremely – the intangible she has, the way she plays the game, is exactly what I want. Um, my, my kind of player, she could play infield or outfield. And no matter where she's at, she's really good. I mean, Davis is an elite center fielder. And Maddie Hayden can go out there stride for stride, step for step right with her. Those, those, those are two really similar athletes.
1: Oh, man. So it's going to be something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about
11: pitching-wise? Uh, very encouraged by what I'm seeing in the inner squats Our pitching staff, I think it's the deepest pitching staff we've had uh since i've been here and you know we had a good pitching staff with uh with in 2020 with um summer and and megan Kleist. um and then we we, you know we had candor in the background there there was other people in that mix but this pitching staff when you've got carly Heath throwing the ball i mean we expect when season starts in two weeks i expect Charlie to be bumping sixty nine seventy. I think Kander Lamb's going to be bumping 69-70. I think that Shorman and Landry will be at that speed or higher. I mean, we got some really good arms, and then you've got a left-handed freshman that we've never had a, a really hard-throwing lefty, and she's throwing that ball up there in the, in the mid-60s right now. could very easily be 66-67 on opening day. Uh, she's bumping 65 on a regular basis right now in Chloe Riassetto and can and her changeup is really good. She locates good. She's she's uh, improving daily on the mound, and she's her top pitches are really effective. We've got to eliminate the pitches that are getting hit, and so we got some work to do on finding how to call pitches for, her, how to how to help her mix it up and make her even more effective. But she definitely adds a dimension that's going to help us, especially against left-handed hitters. And she fills her position really well. So the pitching staff is, is really good. Our, our most effective pitcher in the last weekend was Tyler Ooh. She was really good. And so I'm anxious to see what Tyler brings this weekend in these three scrimmages. Uh, the plan is for all 14 hitters to face all the the top six pitchers an equal number of at-bats or an equal number of innings. So it'll be a really good competitive set of it's a three-day game for for us you know the fans will see six innings but we're looking at the 18 inning game and uh i think it's going to be really interesting to see where tyler who goes because i think she's in a position to put herself in that mix even for the top three spots if she really has a great uh weekend and finishes the spring where you know at, at the top of her potential well,
1: coach, we got a million more questions, but we got all season to get to those. So it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun to cover Cajun softball. We appreciate your time and talk to you again next
11: week. Uh,
0: thank you. Take- this is Footnotes on the Game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Kevin Foote is a walking, talking encyclopedia of New Orleans Saints history. No seriously.
1: After that is 2013, which I call the forgotten Saints season because in so many people's mind the Saints streak of good football ended with the Bounty Gate season. And it's not just recent history either. In 88 they finished 10-6, tied for first place in the division, did not make the playoff because they got cheated by a blind official named Fred Silver, who absolutely cheated uh, stole a game on Sunday night in a 13-12 loss to the Giants with his either blindness, ineptness or cheating or whatever you want to call it. I think he was just blind and senile.
0: We return to the man who's forgotten more Saints history than you will ever know. Kevin Foote and Footnotes on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station.
1: Welcome back. Well, Dawson, I know you're just getting started, but we we need to see how kind of how much power you have immediately here. There was a commercial I heard this morning. Almost got me in a wreck. It said, "Hello, I'm Jerry Rice. Like what can we do to get that commercial off of our radio station?" If did you hear that commercial? We're going to see how much stroke you have right off the bat.
3: We need to get that commercial off the station. I have heard the commercial. Is it what's the commercial for? Do I don't you know? even know. I never get past Jerry Rice. Click. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I have that kind of pull, but I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's for some sort of charity or something, isn't it?
1: So you're trying to make it difficult
3: for me. I'm him. just saying you, you got to. You know, you got to be careful. Jerry's just out here trying uh, to do good things, and then I mean, I know. Look, he...
1: we got to have standards. Got to <laughs> have standards.
3: All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello.
1: Good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing, man? Well, I'm doing better because Ralph told me it's a done deal.
12: Well, we'll see. I don't believe anything until I see it actually go through with yes. all the talking heads around the country. Yes. Listen, I want you to hear me out. What if I told you that the best thing for the Saints was Casper to go to Orneville and Lamar to go to Atlanta? Hmm.
1: Well, Frank Wright went to Orneville and I think Frank Wright's a good coach. But I don't think he's a great coach, so I'm okay with that. Uh, No, I, I want no part of Lamar. You want Lamar to go to Atlanta? Are you crazy?
12: This is the only reason I would say it, Kevin, is what Kyle said that they were willing to give up for him. That would be almost like what Denver did or what Minnesota did. It would cripple him as far as draft picks are concerned. Now, we would have to face him for a few years, but in the long run, I think it would help the Saints.
1: Now, I don't know how good your memory is, but do you remember the Michael Vig days? Oh, I do. Oh, they do. were awful. Oh, I, I can't. I don't want to go through that. I don't even want to think about it.
12: No, I agree with you, man. I was just playing devil's advocate, you know, because, I mean, what he said that they offered for Lamar, I mean, Baltimore would be dumb not to take that. Just dumb. I mean, they could set themselves up for the next 10, 15 years, Kevin.
1: No, I understand. I understand. You know, I, I, I get it. But, man, I oh, I don't know. I, I just so, I, I don't want so to tackle Arne- that
12: cat. So did hire Frank Reich?
1: Yeah, Frank Reich's, Reich's the new head coach at Arnold's, yes. Okay, okay. I
12: didn't hear that. All right. Well, I hope he goes to Arizona, Kevin, because, like you said, I don't want to listen to it for another year. Oh, no. Me um, But, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen. But, anyway, I hadn't talked to you in a while. I just want to say hi, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy.
1: Wait for baseball season. It's coming. Let's go back to the game hotline.
9: Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, so this is what I want to see. I mean, I want to see Lamar Jackson go to Atlanta and Sean Payton go to Atlanta. I mean, how much of a double nightmare would that be for you?
1: Now, why are you trying to – you know, you you, (laughs) – You're trying to make FedEx Man look like, um, you know, candy or something or pecan pie. Well, why are you wishing such
9: bad stuff on me? Well, I mean, y'all, y'all gave me the label of, as Saints haters, so I mean, I gotta, I gotta live up to the name. Well, right? I
1: get, I get that, I get that.
9: So, and I heard you talking about Jim Man. Let me tell you something. That guy, I, he, you know, the guy. Aaron Rodgers is number one on my list. Guess who's number two? He's right there. You don't like Jim Jim Nance?
1: Nance. I mean, I just I don't I don't like think about him a whole lot, but I don't have anything against him.
9: This is this is what I don't like about him. The time when Tiger Woods was going through his divorce and all that. He ridiculed Tiger Woods for cheating on his wife. But yet this clown got a divorce for cheating on his wife. But he's gonna he's gonna ridicule somebody else about it. I, I just the, the man just steers
1: me up. Yeah, off. I, I didn't, I didn't know all that. I don't,
9: I, I don't oh, know. He drives me absolutely with his little soft talking voice. I, I listen. Y'all done got me fired up today. I mean, I, I was trying to keep saying Peter say, under the under the <laughs> today, but golly, Jim Nance, please go away. I oh. mean, just please. But yeah, listen, yeah, it, it could happen. Sean Payton Let's... and and uh, and your boy going to, uh, to Atlanta. I mean, you you wouldn't go to sleep at night.
1: No, that would be awful. Let's make that. Let's make sure that doesn't happen.
9: <laughs> Have a good
1: day. All right, take care. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. 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 Yeah. Go ahead, sir.
8: Oh,
13: hey, foot. This is the guy from South of Foosh. Yes, sir. We had a bad connection. That's well. Okay. I called to give you. What I hope is going to happen this weekend, I'm not going to make it a prediction because I'm famously wrong with every prediction I make. So here's what I hope happens, okay? First of all, Lamar wait, Jackson, Hey, let's take right off your Jerry or, Rice under.
1: Wait, 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 Before you give me that prediction, make sure you take off your Jerry Rice under rules. But go ahead.
13: All right. Well, my, here's, here's what we want to happen, okay? Lamar Jackson goes somewhere else besides Atlanta. Okay, keep him in a cold weather climate. Yeah. Um, Sean Payton, as a Broncos fan, I'd be good with him going to the Broncos. But after that long interview he had yesterday, he may wind up in Arizona. We'll see about that. But with regard to the games this weekend, I think I'm hoping we're going to have the Bengals against the 49ers. And here's why. Okay, For nothing else. Then I live in Erath, and we want to see our boy from Erath play in Super Bowl
1: 57. Well, I understand that, but D'Amico Ryan's is going to be the next head coach of the Broncos. So if you're a Bronco fan, you want D'Amico to get there quicker. I don't know how they're going to figure out. The, their defensive coordinator this year did great, so I don't know how all that's going to work out, but you need to start that process.
13: Is that a done deal that Rines is well, going to the Well, it's not, but
1: they're reporting it as it's a done deal.
13: Okay, see, I had not seen that yet. So... But anyway, that's what I'm hoping. Let's say it's a Super Bowl sixteen twenty three rematch, and it'll put the Bengals and the Forty Nine ers in the Super Bowl.
1: Those two, those two Super Bowls are too much heartache for me, um, and so I, I'd rather not. Go, I'd rather not re, re unsurface those awful memories.
13: Well, what are we gonna do, Foot? We gotta go. Somebody's gotta play in. Well,
1: I'm trying to. I think the safest thing for me is. The Eagles against the Chiefs.
13: Eagles against the Chiefs. Okay, well, you know, that's never happened before in the Super Bowl. Every other combination has happened already in the Super Bowl, but the Eagles-Chiefs have not
1: played each other in the Super Bowl.
0: The before, Andy so Reid Bowl. would be
1: significant. Yeah. Was that? That would be the Andy Reid Bowl. There you go. Yep. Yeah, it would be a
13: good sum. It would give the media something to slice apart for a week. Absolutely. All right, we'll talk to you next All time. All right, take care. Thank weekend. you.
1: We'll take uh, time out. we be back. Stay tuned.
0: This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros do you ever wonder what kind of coach foot would have been when they hit it to you and you're in the major leagues
1: you catch the ball that's the way that works
0: yeah he may be better suited for talking sports than coaching them back to footnotes on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana's sports station
1: welcome back To footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Man. I tell you what, I'm feeling a little better than yesterday. Yesterday I was kind of giving up. Seven-hour interview. Good caller like Ralph tells me it's a done deal. Man, I'm this is this is looking up. I mean, we just got if we could just get Lamar. To understand that Baltimore appreciates him, then I yesterday I was hoping for one and one. If I go two and zero in this deal, I'm going to be kind of happy.
3: So we've got the two situations: Lamar and Sean Payton. What if I throw in the cheaters winning the Super Bowl as as a third option? Which one are you take? You ranking them one, two, and three? Well, if the cheaters win the Super
1: Bowl. First of all, pretty good chance I won't be watching it. So I won't, you know, I won't have to endure it. Um, the only good thing about the cheaters win the Super Bowl, there's be one good thing, just one. But the QWs would be in trouble. <laughs> the QWs would be in trouble. I mean... Uh, if a seventh-round pick, starting quarterback, who most people didn't—if you didn't follow college football, you didn't even know that guy was—till midseason, wins the Super Bowl, um, the QWs won't be able to talk to me very, very much over the next year about that subject. But um, and, and and by the way, while why we do that, okay, I I I did this forever with Tom Brady. I've already heard all the genius of the cheaters to, to pick this guy. Well, like I always said, if the Patriots knew Tom Brady was going to be what he was, they would have at least picked him with their first pick of the sixth round that year, not waited until their second pick of the sixth round. And if the cheaters knew that Brock Purdy was going to be good, they'd have at least picked him in the sixth round. They wouldn't have waited until the last pick of the seventh round, which they probably cheated to get anyway. How did they get that pick? Probably because they cheated to get that pick, but um, no, I I don't want to hear all that. Oh, they're just so good of an organization, and and they just, they just, their player, you know, they just see it. No, no, if they, if they thought that guy had a chance to be this good, they'd have picked him in the sixth round. So don't get away from me with all that malarkey. But um, look, I'm having a better day than yesterday. I've been given some hope, so don't be throwing scenarios like that well we we gotta not do that
3: I'll cheer I'll try to cheer you up a little bit I made my picks on RP3 and Uh I took Chiefs and Eagles which is what you said was your best case scenario I um again
1: when the week started
3: I was thinking
1: I was having you know flashbacks to Pete Johnson and you know that's another thing everyone talks about Oh, you got, you know, the whole – with the Patriots and, uh, and the Seahawks and and we were uh, – somebody who was talking about earlier, the Saints oh, – or Nick at the one-yard line, you know, after Ingram ran out of bounds the one-yard line. The Bengals had a big – Pete Johnson from Ohio State, 265-pound fullback, and they ran him up the middle. He didn't get it either on that stupid goal line stand at Detroit in 81. Um. Ken Anderson, quarterback of the Bengals, was one of my favorite non-Saints players ever. So I, I was I was crushed. I, I I was that was sickening. But no, um, I, at the beginning of the week, I was thinking it was I was gonna be thinking about Pete Johnson a lot, because I thought it was gonna be the cheaters in the Bengals. But now, I, the, I, the the Bengals have gotten too cocky for their own good to me. Like they're talking too much trash, and again, they're not talking trash to. Like they're talking traps to the Chiefs who, who they won a few games in recent years, and they're going, all oh, that burrow ahead, all that silly and That's just silliness,
3: and I, I don't. I think that's going to come back to Biden. Well, and that's what I also kind of said. I, the the Bengals offensive line figured things out last week, but that's that doesn't mean that they all of a sudden have this all pro offensive line. So right. I, I think
1: they struggle. And the Bengals beat. I'm sorry, the Bills are not a good football team at the end of the year. They did not beat a very good football team last week. And I I think the reason why some people are really freaking out here is because if they had done that to the Bills team of two months ago, it would have been really impressive. But this Bills team is, the Bills team of two months ago would beat this Bills team by three touchdowns. They would crush them. The Bills' teams at the end of the year was just not very good. I, I, I think too many people are overlooking that. So as the week goes on, I just feel like the Eagles, my preseason prediction of the Cheaters in the Super Bowl may be wrong because I I, I think they have not faced a running quarterback since week six. And that was the Falcons. So does that even count, the Mariota? I mean, I – uh, they they haven't really faced a legit and week one doesn't even count because that's preseason. So uh, they really in my mind I don't know if they face a real running quarterback all season.
3: Yeah, and they both games they played the Cardinals. Kyler did not play. It was Colt McCoy once, and it was uh, it was the third string quarterback the second time. So yeah, I agree. And then I think also, too many people are not focusing on that enough. I think also Purdy. I don't think he's going to play awful because Shanahan doesn't put him in those positions to make big mistakes. But I think at some point in this game, he finally reminds you that he's a rookie. I think a seventh round rookie, a guy who wasn't supposed to come in and play. Well, some pleasure
1: cruise quarterbacks can throw three interceptions and a half a football in a championship game and still win. So, I mean, let's, you know, I'm not going to be overly harsh on Brock Purdy for sure, but. But, no, they can really get after the quarterback. I agree with you. I think Shanahan does a great job. I think he'll protect him. Um, you can only protect a quarterback so much, but I think, I think he'll protect him. But I, I just – I think the Bengals have gotten too cocky. Um, I think people – and I think they've they've lost the advantage of having a chip on their shoulder, which I get why they had a chip on their shoulder. They should have had a chip on their shoulder. But now they've – because they're so cocky – They've given the ch- the chip to the Chiefs. Like, why do that? I don't understand that. I, I think that's, I think that's crazy. I-, I think they they've they've they're their own worst enemy. They've gotten too full of themselves. Uh, we'll see how all that plays out. Should be good games. We'll see. Done deal. The man told me. I might like, we might need to get a T-shirt. Done deal. Oh, Ralph. Man, Ralph, you can host the show if you get that right. I appreciate all the phone calls. Y'all have a nice weekend.